This is Randy, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about the autumn full moons. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about why there are no Thanksgiving songs. This is Cole, and I will be talking about the Jim Henson Company uh, lifetime film, Turkey Hollow. <laughs> so Turkey fun! Hollow. <laughs> I didn't know there was that. <laughs> I, think, I think you've seen it before. I have, have. As soon as you said Jim Henson, I'm like, oh, it's that one. It's that one, yeah. <laughs> so we had several holiday happenings this past week as we transitioned from Halloween into post-Halloween, whether you consider that Thanksgiving or early Christmas. Yes, but, but, but it is a Thanksgiving time of year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I came back from my last, Chris, uh, my uh, most recent Disney trip uh, by myself for work, uh, but I was able to go to the Disney parks in Orlando, Florida last week. Um, so that was their final week. I left on Halloween day. So they had two more parties, Halloween parties at Magic Kingdom um, left. Halloween night, which was sold out. And then they also do one the day after Halloween, hmm. um, November 1st. That was also sold, sold out. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that they would do one on. Yeah, I don't know why they do one. But then they transition, begin the transition uh, then overnight from that last party, Magic Kingdom to Christmas. So on Saturday, yesterday, which would have been the 2nd of November, they already had a significant uh, amount of their Christmas stuff up based on pictures I saw on Instagram. And then as of today, they had the Christmas tree up fully. So uh, people were very excited down there. And you had a time-lapse video of them doing it overnight. Right, that somebody posted, I reposted. That was so cool. It was really cool. So I came home on Halloween day. Um, We always do trick-or-treating at at the Anderson's house. We go over to their house because we're out in the woods. We don't get any trick-or-treaters out there. (laughs) Um, But... We go to their house, but the weather was not oh looking goodness. so good. No, and it turned out to be pretty bad. Yeah, it was raining, and not only was it raining, it was windy. So the rain was sideways. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was, it was blowing. Pouring. Yeah. And raining, and it was it was a rain. It wasn't yeah. like oh, it's a little sprinkly out mm-hmm. there. No. No, it was and rain. The kids that came up, they were drenched. If they had face paint on, the face paint was running <laughs> off their faces. There were two really cool costumes that went with the weather. One was um, people were dressed as jellyfish, quote-unquote jellyfish, and they had umbrellas. And the other was three little boys were dressed up as surfers, and they had their swim trunks on and a little (laughs) surfboard. I'm like, yep, that's how you do it in this weather. (laughs) So we probably saw, I don't know, 20, 30 at most. Normally we get over over 100 easily. Um, We gave out handfuls of candy to each kid. Yeah. (laughs) And usually it's a couple pieces to each kid because so many kids come through. Yeah. The other thing that I think we mentioned on the last last podcast was that the fall colors were starting to peak, um, like our autumn blaze maple tree in the front yard. Mm -hmm. Well, this storm just like completely knocked... The pretty leaves down. It was so sad. Yeah, very sad. Now there are several in the in the woods. I think if you go hiking, you can still find some areas, but uh, definitely moved from the pretty peak season of the leaves to post peak. Yeah, <laughs> very quickly with one big storm. Yeah. Um, we also designed and ordered and got some new holiday moons business cards, what? and they are adorbs. What's so? What's on the business cards? Stuff about us. Oh. Yeah, you've seen them. What did you think? Well, it has our logo on it. It has our names, a fun little description, and 
all of our social media information. So we'll be passing those out at work and to other people. To anyone and everyone. Yes. Very fun. So that was something that Beth initiated and she did all the design work for and she gave us a chance to look over it and it was awesome. Yes. So very fun that we'll be able to hand it out to people. It'll be an easy way for people to see how they can connect to the podcast and to our social media. So very fun. Yes. The other things, now we're not skipping Thanksgiving because we love Thanksgiving, but we also recognize that there's a lot of Christmas stuff happening um, this month as well. Um, I do start putting up my Christmas lights. I mentioned that last year that I put them up early before Thanksgiving because the weather is nicer. In the past, when I've done the, done the Christmas lights in December, it's very cold and a lot of times very wet, um, which is not great for being on top of the roof. Um, for part of the light so I uh, do them now so I did start that yesterday I did some more today and I'll get some more done uh, tomorrow the other thing that's going on Christmas related is that Hallmark and Lifetime and some other of the networks are pushing out their Christmas movies rapidly now and there are a lot if you add Hallmark and Lifetime let alone up and some of the other networks um, there are a lot of Christmas movies this year yeah I mean Netflix is doing some of their own now um, I did want to, I thought it was funny in your notes, you have Hallmark versus Lifetime Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, we've watched two now Lifetime movies this year, and Hallmark just does such a better job on, on production, on scripts, on directing, yeah. on scenes. I mean, it's just a lot better. The, Hallmark has sort of this, they have a way of making their kind of cliched dialogue charming, and it just seems very forced in Lifetime movies. Like, it's definitely a it, formula in that sense that they're not a lot of variants. Yeah. If you think about the overall structure of the movie or each movie, but they got it down. I mean, they, they do it really well. They do. And there's definitely Lifetime movies that I've enjoyed, like um, the Jim Henson Company's Turkey Hollow. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely think there are other But there's, also, there's a lot more hits and misses with Lifetime. I was going to say, there's other channels that do good movies. They're just not as many mm-hmm. as Hallmark. And then the last holiday happening for the week is this coming weekend, um, this coming Friday, we'll actually be heading to Edison, New Jersey for the first ever Christmas con. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the next, in the upcoming podcast. Mm -hmm. So we'll hear more about that. One of the things I really like about the fall are the full moons. Um, The full moons for autumn are normally called the harvest moon is September, the hunter's moon is October, and the frost or beaver moon is November. Oh, really? I didn't know that they always were in those months. That's interesting. And I didn't know the names of all of them. I just Mm -hmm. thought it was just harvest moon. Right. Harvest moon is the most popular and the most widely known. And harvest is normally in September. It can be in October. It's much more rare in October. But it's, it's normally a September moon. So in Skylore, every full moon has many names and are tied to the months of the year. But some moons are tied to the seasons, like the Harvest and Hunter's Moon. The Harvest Moon is the full moon closest to the autumn equinox. The Hunter's Moon is the full moon after the Harvest Moon. So it's not oh. quite the same as the other ones. And an equinox is when the Earth's equator is almost directly in line with the center of the sun. So that pl- takes place twice a year. Around late March is your spring equinox, and late September is your autumn equinox in general. So the moon names have Native American ties. The nicknames were primarily a way of telling the date and time in an effort to keep their seasons in order. 
So as a result, most of the names had a tendency to be associated with an activity or event that took place at the time in each location. So a lot of these are weather related, like February's snow moon and May's flower moon. The moon names were passed down from the Native Americans to the colonial settlers who adopted these names and incorporated them into the modern calendar according to the Old Farmer's Almanac, which is how we have all of these different names. I looked up the names. There is quite a variety of names for each moon, but the Harvest and the Hunters are, are pretty solid. That's interesting. We talked about the Old Farmer's Almanac, I think, briefly last year. Um, so that was, when I was a kid, a big deal when that, that came out because that also told you your predictions of snow for the upcoming winter, right, yeah. based on a number of factors that farm old farmers basically came up with <laughs> over the years. So right. It really so was you had a, a twinge in your knee or whatever. <laughs> well, caterpillars. And, but you, you know, know what? They might have been more or less accurate than the weathermen today. Yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the autumn full moons appear bright and full when they rise, and they'll seem particularly large. In addition to the equinox, this also is true because... The moon normally rises about 50 minutes after sunset each day. But in the autumn, the moon rises 30 minutes after the sunset, which means sunset and moonrise are closer than normal. That's why with the harvest moon, it gives the farmers a little extra time to bring in their harvest. They can do it by moonlight. And the hunters in the uh, in October can, then can um, have a longer time to hunt. Oh, interesting. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's very practical. Well, farmers are known for being practical. <laughs> they are. That's true. That's true. Sometimes people say the moon turns a deep orange for the harvest moon. This can also happen with the hunter's moon, or the effect occurs if you glimpse the moon when it's closest to the horizon because you're seeing it through the thickness of the Earth's atmosphere, which can cause it to change color. So if you think about the sunrise, we see that orange color. So if you're seeing it through the Earth's atmosphere as it comes up, it'll appear orange. By the time it's high in the sky, it will be clear and bright. And if it's not, then it's rainy that day. Or cloudy <laughs> or something. Or in the autumn months, there's not a long period of darkness between sunset and moonrise for several days in a row around the time of the full moon. So then moving on to the November moon... It, it's called either the Frost Moon or Beaver Moon. I had a liking for the name Frost Moon, so I was looking for information about the Frost Moon, but the Beaver Moon is very solid also. We almost named one of our kids Frost. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we well, should have. It's better than Beaver. <laughs> well, I'm not we sure about it's better than... harvest and full. Yeah, autumn. <laughs> and autumn, yeah. It's one Jokingly, of our cat's names. Which is one of our... Yeah, we have an autumn moon. That's right. Yep. She's the one that uh, you guys always hear meowing on. Yes, <laughs> you hear meow, it is from Autumn Moon. So when the weather starts to get chillier, we can expect to see the Frost Moon. It is here because it's named Frost. Do you guys have an idea why it's Because it's when the first frost occurs? Right around the right around the time the first frost occurs. That's yeah. a, it's very, again, very practical and pretty Now, much. is it always the first full moon after the Hunter's Moon? Is that how you know? Is it always no. the order? No. No, because um, because the harvest moon and the hunter's moon can they can move. So if the harvest moon is late and it's actually in October, the September's moon is called the corn moon. Oh, and so um, then the hunter's moon is transferred over to harvest moon, but it doesn't affect November's moon. So what is the difference ah. between them? Is it like size or color, or is it just based on time? When when based on when they occur. 
based on the autumnal equinox. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, so most primarily it's in September, so you have your harvest and your hunter's moon, September, October, but it doesn't have to be that. So let's go in the order, if it was the corn moon in September, then in October would be the harvest moon, and then November would still be the frost moon? Yeah, frost moon or beaver moon. Oh, interesting. Okay. So there wouldn't be a hunter's moon then? Right. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could call it Harvest Hunter's Moon. I right, don't know. Exactly. I don't know what right. they do. I, I didn't find any solid research on that. But it doesn't mo- keep moving them all. Right. It does not. Okay. It yeah. does not, which is why the Harvest Moon and the Hunter's Moon are unique. They are mm-hmm. seasonal based on the equinox versus what is occurring at the time of year, like a lot of them are. Okay. So there's a couple different theories as to how November got its name. One we talked about, it's a lot of times it's when the first frost comes about. That would be the frost moon. So with the beaver moon, the beavers at this time, they're nocturnal animals, and they are busy trying to um, shore up their dams. (laughs) Pardon my language. To shore up their beaver places, I guess, if you want to be (laughs) Their beaver walls. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Before, like, winter or something? See, winter, yes. They're trying to winterize their little homes, their beaver homes. Beaver igloos? Yeah. <laughs> but in a less savory, well, in a less nice, I guess, to the beaver's way of doing it, it's also a time when Native Americans would trap beavers for the winter fur. So, yeah, so the beavers would have their full winter coats, so they would be the warmest for the Native Americans or the farmers who also would hunt and trap. Well, in early settler times, pre-United States becoming a country, beavers and beaver pelts were one of the main products of our country. So they were, they were hunted. They were prevalent. Right. They were so... So many beavers. So many. And we hunted them to almost extinction. And then we let them, We, you know, through laws and things like that, we, we've let them come back. But it's amazing to think back then that that was the primary currency was beaver pelts. Right. And there were so many around to do that with. Right, because they didn't name the, the moon after the deer or after the buffalo. Right, they, right. they named it after the beaver specifically. Right. Yeah, or and birds. It, and mm-hmm. because their pelt was the thickest at this time yeah. and the warmest. Oh, yeah, interesting. Right. And the last one is just a little bit of trivia <clears throat> that doesn't have anything to do with autumn moons, but I found it interesting, and I hope you do too. Some years actually have 13 full moons, which makes one of them... A blue moon, because it doesn't quite fit in with the traditional full moon naming system. So when you hear once in a blue moon, yeah. it's because of this occurrence. I had so no I wonder idea. where That's they really fit cool. it in. Does it all, I wonder if it is different each time it occurs or, or if they put it in the order. That's interesting. That is interesting. That do, you is know really what, cool. do you know what order we are this year? Are we the normal order? So the harvest moon this year was September 13th and 14th, and the hunter's moon was October 12th and 13th. When will the... Frost moon? Right. Or um, beaver moon. Yes, whichever you want to call it. I like to think of it as a frost moon. It takes the whole sad beaver thing out of it. <laughs> so it looks like the full beaver moon or frost moon reaches peak fullness on the morning of Tuesday, November 12th. So 11th and 12th. Okay. So this coming weekend, Veterans Day and the day after Veterans Day, will be the frost moon. So we can all look at that. Yeah. That would be interesting. And I was thinking, I recognize the blue moon, because I, as you were talking, I actually wondered about that, so I'm really glad you mentioned that. Um, and according to the internet, on May 18th, just this past year, um, we had a blue moon. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. 
That is awesome. That's very interesting. I yeah. thought it was really very interesting. I, I graduated in anthropology, so Native American history has always been interesting to me. And it's interesting how the Native Americans, how the colonial settlers translated that into their own lunar calendar. Mm-hmm to solidify these different full moons and how they were named. Yeah, and that would carry the names forward. Right. And then the farmers picked it up. So the December names are funny because it's either the full cold moon <laughs> or the long night's moon. Which very practical. obviously yeah, very practical. But interesting names too. Yeah. Fun. That was a very fun topic, Beth. So something that I have always wondered about Thanksgiving, not only about the full moons and autumn. Yes, Sydney. But what do you wonder? See how I um, slipped her name in there? Yes, thanks. <laughs> that way, yeah, that way you can tell it's not... You tell them apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Um, I was also wondering why there are seemingly no Thanksgiving songs around Thanksgiving. So I am throwing in the word seemingly because there are actually some Thanksgiving songs out there. There are? There are. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's, it's not... Well, but they're not well known. Are they like, called turkey carols? <laughs> and they're not, like, played in, in stores... And, like, it seems like only, like, some people know about these songs. Now, I can only think of one that I relate to Thanksgiving. So, it'll be interesting to hear what you're, you've are you come up with. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I'd like to discuss why there are none. Okay. Yes. So, I was researching this, and there are many different ideas, but I'll throw out some, and you all let me know what you think. One idea was the holiday is mainly about food, and, and ah. that's it. <laughs> like... Oh. Like, you think about, like, events. Other okay. people were saying that there weren't major characters oh, okay. to be, you know, um, identify with. Turkey, yeah. Turkey. But the turkey it's is killed. Food. And for food. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Halloween, like, everything is killed. Right, but, like, then you have, like, um, you have, like, uh, haunted or creepy characters. True. In Halloween. Well, okay, so I could kind of see where they're coming from, but there's also thanks being thankful, there's... Families. There's, other things there's plenty of about. plenty of themes there that. Well, okay. okay, so another one was another idea was that the holiday is boring for capitalists and consumers, especially when compared to holiday to Halloween yeah, and Christmas. Definitely, that's definitely oh, true. So the the big evil capitalists. Can't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can buy that one. Yeah. Look at Christmas. Talk about commercialism. It's one of the biggest isms out there. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's what it's saying. It's saying that it, Thanksgiving is kind of the second child. Sandwiched. Yes, yeah, sandwiched in between these two big holidays. Yeah, so right. it doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. But there's still plenty of decorations. Like, look around our house. There's plenty of decorations for Thanksgiving that come out. Well, I wouldn't say plenty. There's, Other than your you, viewpoint. You can fun. find them. You can find them. Yes. <laughs> they're not like... Hidden. They're not, you know. No, no the Hallmark has a tiny section. And right, right. They're all well, in I mean, small section. Most stores will have a small section of, like your Walmarts and your Targets and yeah. stuff like that, will have a small section of Thanksgiving like, stuff. But it's mostly like, see, we didn't forget. But here's right. our Christmas stuff. Right. Christmas stuff is so out. <laughs> Let's just skip this. Either um, way, we're going to have to hear a much more compelling reason for no Thanksgiving stuff. Well, again, these are like. These aren't even like either or. They yeah. can be a combination yes, of all exactly, of these. Yeah. Another one is, um, which this one I could see it now, but I can't really see it why we wouldn't have Thanksgiving songs, you know, in earlier decades. 
But um, this reason says because we have Black Friday and Cyber Monday, they also overshadow Thanksgiving. Especially as Black Friday is now like eking into oh, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It's just like kind of taken over a little bit. Yeah, right. but like you said, it doesn't really explain why like in the 70s or something there weren't Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Right, this particular reason, yeah. Um, and because of the reasons listed above, no one is going to put forth um, a huge lot of money to create nationally popular Thanksgiving songs that would last generations. Right. Or market for them. Right. Yeah, there's not going to be a Michael Buble Thanksgiving special where he does some <laughs> some right. unique, one-of-a-kind well, Thanksgiving songs. Right. Not only some, but he's not going to put a whole CD out no. of Thanksgiving <laughs> songs. The only, no. That sounds like an SNL sketch. Yeah. Yes. The Michael Buble Thanksgiving <laughs> album. Kenny G plays Thanksgiving or something. I don't know. Something, right? Pitbull. <laughs> oh Thanksgiving in Miami. Or... <laughs> right, right. So, and then this is my thought. As I was researching, I was also thinking from the psychological point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a background in psychology. And I was thinking, um, you know, think to when you guys give um, just freely to others. Not, not... Never happened. No, um, don't... Don't overthink it, but how do you feel when you give? Good. Thankful. Good. Thankful. Okay. Well, yeah. Gracious. See, it's, it's, a, it's something you want to do for someone else. It's, right. a, it's a reaching out. Mm-hmm. And You're Thanksgiving just... is a good time to do that. Yeah. Okay. And then think about the feelings you get when you... Um, feelings of personal gratefulness. Okay. Um, is okay. it as... Strong as the one when you're oh, giving. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, oh. no, it's more subdued, right. Right. Yeah, so when I think of the first one you mentioned where you're giving a gift to somebody, mm-hmm. you immediately get feedback back, usually positive, and it's more of a emotional connection for both of you if it's a stronger emotion. Right. The idea of thinking of things you're thankful for is more of a personal feeling and it's more internal, so the emotion... And this is just a generalization, but it's more of a subdued emotion versus an external high energy emotion. Right. And that's kind of what I was dwelling upon when I was also thinking of Thanksgiving versus Christmas. Right. Um, So maybe Thanksgiving songs should be more of things you hum in your head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and we very, like like you said, we very much enjoy the feelings we get when we give to others. Um, as a nation, we could say that we value giving versus gratefulness. Again, generally. Yeah. When we see posters, ads, and um, and such, like you know, you don't see a person being, at least I don't see a person being like personally grateful. I see people giving to others. Right. Because it's know? hard to it's hard to market to someone like with a campaign slogan that's like "Be grateful for what you have." Right. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, well, am I not being grateful? Is that what the posters say? Yeah. But then it also. Um, I think some people could consider feelings of internal gratefulness as, you know, you don't want to cross the boundary of being greedy. Right. You know, you don't want to be like... Um, it's more self-absorbed, Self-absorbed maybe. is yeah. what I was thinking of, right? So, um, so I think there definitely needs to be a balance between giving and being grateful, right? Um, but for marketing standard, like, like what you just said, Cole, yeah. um, it's very easy to market to um, the giving and we're taught to give. Right. Um, so I think personally, I think this is a big, also a big part of why Thanksgiving is it like a more dominant holiday versus Halloween and Christmas, mm-hmm. because you have the fun holiday, which is Halloween and you have the holiday, which is Christmas about giving to others. So 
if we didn't have Christmas, it would I think it would be Thanksgiving. It would be a combination of gratitude and giving. But right. because the very next holiday is giving, like it, it, Thanksgiving, it's kind of sequestered into its own like little. So that's um, interesting. Niche. So you think that if we didn't have Christmas, Thanksgiving would be much bigger? I think so. I think because it, it, it would combine the giving part. It's interesting. I wonder. Um, so just kind of as a side note, back. Uh, when the communists were in power in Russia, there was no Christmas. Christmas wasn't allowed. And because of that, New Year's became the huge holiday in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that area. So do you think that Thanksgiving would become big or maybe just New Year's would become a, the huge new thing? Well, Thanksgiving is pretty important in our country. Right. Mm-hmm. So for our country, you're probably right, Thanksgiving would have morphed mm-hmm. yeah. maybe into something much more than it is now. Right. Yeah, when you think about Thanksgiving and New Year's, that would be interesting to, you know, taking Christmas out of the picture. Those are kind of about equal levels as far as um, the commercialization of them, the activity involved in them. Very different focus, but from a comparison, it would it'd be interesting to spend some time to compare the two to see which one would kind of win out. Right. Right. That, right. And what kind of new traditions would come yeah. out of that? Because you'd yeah. have to do, like, like would you have, like, a turkey party or something like that? Right. You'd have the dinner, but would you have, like, other traditions that right. would spur from Like that? the turkey stuffed with gifts instead of stuffing. Okay. Oh. But, <laughs> you'd have to, like, wrap them up in plastic. And, yeah. Well, so, yeah, so that was kind of along my point. Like, you could almost say that Christmas feeds into our human desire to be generous to others. Mm-hmm. And therefore... You know, receiving that that instant gratification, that happiness, the happy emotions that you get when giving to others versus Thanksgiving, um, which some may consider too much reflection on what you have, maybe crossing the line into greedy bill. But, <laughs> but which is interesting because I would think that Christmas would be much of a more of a greedy bill, which is ironic, thing. exactly. Yeah, because but, you're being um, appreciative for what you have in Thanksgiving. Right. Right. But um, those were just some of my thoughts. Um, and I think, too, with the giving mm-hmm. at Christmas, I know, like, with the um, Salvation Army Angel Tree, you mm-hmm. can get a name right. and then shop for them for Christmas. And you do that anonymously. Mm-hmm. You give the gifts, you provide the paper, whatever, all anonymously. But it's still really gratifying to yes. know that you're doing something for somebody else right. who wouldn't have a Christmas otherwise. Right. Yeah, so I think you're right there. Probably Thanksgiving would have taken on more of that because New Year's in this country is really not about giving no. and receiving no. at all. No. It's just a celebration. It's about, well, it's also about a new year. Right. It's new it's beginnings. What I want to accomplish. Yeah. Right. So it's a very different, yeah, so that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those were some of my thoughts. Um, I do have... So there are lists of Thanksgiving songs just on the internet. You can Google it. There are, uh, I found 28 songs to listen to on Thanksgiving from townandcountrymag.com. Now, here's the thing with Thanksgiving songs, okay, that I have found. They're not really Thanksgiving songs. They're just about home or yeah. friends mm-hmm. or family. And even the title says songs to listen to on Thanksgiving, which is different than a Thanksgiving song. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And... So, as I started listening to these, I also realized another something. Why there aren't popular Thanksgiving songs. <laughs> They're not very good. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but what, okay, let's, let's talk real quick. What makes a good Christmas song? I, I was actually just thinking about this. Yeah. I was like, there's a tune to both Christmas songs and Halloween songs. I don't know if there's like a tune to Thanksgiving songs. Because well, let's, let's first talk about Christmas 
mm-hmm. Christmas songs. What makes the good Christmas song? Let's sequester Christmas for a moment before we get to Thanksgiving. Yeah. But there's there's certain things in a Christmas song, like right. there's a lot of bells in Christmas songs. There's a lot of so there's a know, lot of recognizable there's like, a lot sounds. of rock, recognizable sounds mm-hmm. and sort of the way that the music flows in Christmas yeah it songs captures too. the elements of the season that right. you connect to right right and it's there's also a, a, for a lot of them a deeper meaning right right and there's kind of a tranquility to them it makes me think of your silence of winter kind of thing mm-hmm. they they sort of translate that a yeah. lot into, into but, the but song. Christmas songs have a, a quite a range I mean they you do. have they kind of the deeper songs you have, you have high energy songs mm-hmm. kids songs right um, country songs, uh, religious songs. I mean, there's quite a range mm-hmm. of songs. Yeah, if there. you think about a play, like I think about my playlist when I shuffle, it just there's all kinds of things yes. that come up. I never yeah. know what it's going to be, whether it's going to be religious, pop, country. I mean, there there's are rock songs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's it's just just the plain seasonal ones. Yes. Right. Um, they're all amazing. And with along with that, there there when I was thinking about. A big part of it is that they're recognizable. So you can sing to them. You know the lyrics, whether yeah. it's whether it's you know a song played by country singers, rock or pop. Yeah. If it's like Jingle Bells, right? right. We all know Jingle Bells. No matter who's singing it, yes. even if they're mumble as yeah. much as they want, you know the lyrics. Right. And you um, can sing correctly. And you can sing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think. That all of what you guys said and that, I think, combines and makes great Christmas music. These songs, like Dad said, are songs to listen to around Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not all of them are about Thanksgiving, like directly about the holiday. Um, a lot of them, okay, they were boring. Mm, yeah. Uh, I can't really understand them. Like, and it, Some of the titles were fun, too. There's a song about Macy's Day Parade that was bad. Oh, okay. It yeah. was. It was like a single... So it's not like in a fun, I can't understand, Sinterklaas Capucha song. No. Way. No. But some of them were actually kind of fun. Um, let me pull up one. So this is called The Turkey Trot. <laughs> It sounds like a 50s that, song. It does. Yeah. Sounds, but it's very fun. It's catchy. It's upbeat. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Simple. Mm-hmm. It's from 1962 from Little Eva. Okay. Sounds like the kind of song you bop along to. Yes. yes. There was probably like a Monster Mash dance. There was a Turkey Trot dance. <laughs> yes. <probably. laughs> yeah. So that was, um, I think, the closest that I saw to a fun, actual, maybe. Yeah, yeah, fun, upbeat turkey song that would be easy to sing to. There are other ones that were just fun, like there's Sweet Potato Pie by Ray Charles and James Taylor. That was just a yeah. fun, like, swinging song. There are other ones like, let's see, Be Thankful for What You Got. And then, like, there's Thanksgiving Prayer by Johnny Cash. I mean, there, there's a number of them that are about Thanksgiving, but then there are some that, like, you know, We Are Family. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So there's either songs you probably never heard of that are Thanksgiving-focused, or there are songs you probably heard of, but they're really more family. The, the song that you didn't mention that I always think of for Thanksgiving is Over the River and Through the Woods. Right. To Grandmother's House for You. Yes. And I actually don't know if I thought about that as a Thanksgiving song because of the Peanuts episode, or if I thought about that as a Thanksgiving song before I saw the Peanuts episode. Right. But 
Um, but it's funny that you mentioned the peanuts because they actually had the peanuts um, Thanksgiving like little ditty. Yes. On here. The one well. that we use for our intro music. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So those are just some interesting things to talk about. So thanks for joining in. If you all, as a listener, have an idea about why we don't really have a lot of popular Thanksgiving songs, um, let us know. <laughs> so a maybe you a fun thing that you can do while you're making the uh, taking a break from cooking in the kitchen listening to some turkey trot songs <laughs> you can go into the family room and uh turn on the tv maybe watch a little turkey hollow so do you guys remember seeing this vaguely but not very specifically yeah i don't it's interesting because sort of the consensus on this is that it from what i've found people don't it's not like a love it or hate it kind of thing it's almost not like popular enough for that people either kind of think it's cute or think it's just bad or dumb but um it is it's a film by jim henson company premiered on lifetime in 2015 november so to run through the plot as a part of this is the this is the wiki for it so as a part of the thanksgiving holidays a recently divorced man named ron emerson takes his children tim and annie to the farm of their eccentric aunt cly in the town of turkey hollow which has no technology (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's of starting course. to vaguely ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim and Annie find themselves caught up in searching for the howling hoodoo, an elusive ten-foot monster that has been considered a legend to the citizens of Turkey Hollow, while also coming across the plot of their scheming neighbor, Eldridge Slump. <laughs> Excellent name. <laughs> and his farm worker minions, Buzz and Junior. That involves illegal turkey activities and a plot for Eldridge to claim Aunt Cly's farm. Wow. So with the aid of some new creatures that they come across named Squonk, Zorp, Burble, and Thring, which Man. is based off of the sounds that they make when they first meet them, <laughs> the Emersons must expose uh, Slump's plot and save the day. Okay, just so you know... Never name your child Slump because that's just he's got him to be a bad well, guy. <laughs> his uh, his last name is Slump. Okay. His first name is Eldridge. Okay, yeah, that's not that's not any better. <laughs> no, that is not any better. That's better than Slump. Just but the, his last the name two is still Slump. <laughs> the two comp the combination of the two Eldridge Slump. It's very clear they are not in typical kind of Hallmark Lifetime movie style. They are not right. pretending who is the you know they're not hiding who the bad guy is here. Yeah. But I remember watching this, and I think one of the reasons that it's probably not so popular is the reaction that mom had to looking at the little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the most aesthetically pleasing little yeah. little guys to look at. I think they're kind of cute. Um, you clearly do not. <laughs> well, I I was trying to figure out what they were. I, I was like, are right. they possums? They're, are they turkeys? They look almost a little too much like turkeys to... Because they're not turkeys. They're little monsters. Right. That's what they're, they're not supposed to be turkeys. The turkey I mean, comes that's from... That's actually. Right. The turkey comes from, um, the, like, illegal turkey wrangling or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever Eldridge Slump is up to. Right. But I remember it being kind of a fun little movie. You know, they, they go into the woods. They come across these, you know, little monsters. And, of course, they're... It's funny, because I remember I remember certain scenes. I remember when the kids first see the monsters, and they're, like, asking the monsters what they are. And they're like, are you, like, aliens? And the monster's like, no, 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 no. And, <laughs> and 
it's like my reaction to seeing monsters even as a little kid would not be like oh I, what are you it would be like running the other <laughs> way like, ah, like, yeah, monsters expletives <laughs> and like what I see though too okay this is I can see another reason for this it's not like when you think of Jim Henson you think of the Muppets right that has a lot of colors um, it's bright. It's fun. This is dark. This is like a lot of browns. Physically. Yeah, and earth colors. And it just it seems dim and not very but visually it's, pleasing. It's interesting because as I was, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking maybe that's another reason that Thanksgiving isn't as popular as Christmas or Yeah, because a lot Halloween. of the browns. Because it's mm-hmm. a lot of earthy browns. Halloween and Christmas both have very eccentric extremes yeah. in right. their color scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like with Halloween, it's like a neon green, an orange, a black. And with Christmas, it's, you know, all your bright colors. You don't really get that with, with Thanksgiving. The other thing I was thinking was this was released uh, in November 21st, 2015. And, and I think I remember when it was released. And mm-hmm. I thought, even though I saw some of the previews, I still thought... It was a Thanksgiving-related movie. Right. In fact, I think you recorded it. Yeah. I think we watched it. Yes. And I, and, but it was disappointing because it's not a Thanksgiving-related movie. Right. Even though it has turkeys in it. Right. Again, it's it's just a like, turkey movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, then that was like, well, it wasn't that good. And mm-hmm. But it has the theme. It has like family. And, it does. You know, stuff it like does. that. They probably thought, oh, this will be a Thanksgiving classic. But I haven't seen it since, I right. don't think. I don't think I've ever seen another Jim Henson, like, Lifetime movie. No, not yet. At least since this. So what kind of was fun about it was the, um, of course, there was kind of, I guess, the Lifetime kind of, like, cheesiness of, you know, it, it was a cheesy Jim Henson kind of movie. Like, you knew who the bad guy was. He was over the top. It kind of reminded me of those old, like, uh, the Leprechaun movie that you were talking about. Right, Um, with the the old Disney movie, right? Like, it kind of had those uh, eccentricities, and the the monsters like interacting with stuff in the house and with the kids was kind of fun. It's a cute little right, right. So it was was ultimately a a cute movie. I could see how people would like it or not like it, but it was kind of not trying to be more than what it was. Like, I'm not sure. Like, it was one of the things that. It was, you could see it, like it would have been nice if it was a Thanksgiving classic, but I don't think it was like the Polar Express where it was really trying hard to be a holiday classic. I don't remember much about it, but just like you said, Cole, like I don't think people have super strong feelings about it. I just think it's very forgettable. And then when you do remember, it's like, oh yeah, how do I feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that you can, you can either forget about it or you can be like, oh, that's cute. You know, I'll make sure to you know, record that or, you know, bring it up with, you know, and I don't think it's like scary or anything for the kids. Not, not like some of the old Jim Henson stuff. (laughs) Well, it kind of reminds me of, of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, right? Which was a 1977 film. So some people, it eventually became a cult classic and some people love it. And I think they're actually talking about remaking it, uh, which is so funny to me. Um, I've watched it and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's I can take it or leave it. That's kind of how I feel about this one too. It's it's not bad, but it's not great. Where I'm going to remember to watch it again, right? Like it's a fun kind of little romp, and it has sort of if you really like the fall 
season and seeing like all oh, the fall colors and stuff in things it's really cute for that the monsters are you know kind of weird looking but they're kind of fun if you like seeing the the puppetry and stuff that'll be fun to so it would be fine for a family with younger kids right it would be fine for a family with younger kids yeah okay cool awesome well that's uh if you haven't seen it which odds are (laughs) (laughs) or if you can't remember there's a pretty good chance that you either haven't or you don't remember it or you're listening to this and you're like oh yeah that (laughs) um go go check it out again see what you think and uh did you check it out again to, in preparation for this i did not i actually <laughs> remember a good bit of it oh okay oh, okay i need to watch it again yeah I'm just but i i love everything jim henson and puppetry so you know classics like the muppets classics like the dark crystal and <laughs> labyrinth yeah um big fan of all of those awesome well, those are fun fall and thanksgiving topics for the week our future festivities are for the week of November 18th, which is the week before Thanksgiving for this year. It's a very fun week. November 18th is Mickey Mouse's birthday. What? Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. November 19th is National Play Monopoly Day. That reminds me of your Monopoly game that we you got. We could play Best Monopoly. That's right. <laughs> November 20th is National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Okay, you need to get working. (laughs) Randy makes the best peanut butter fudge around. He does. It's true. Thanks to my mom. November 21st is National Gingerbread Cookie Day. So who else needs to get working? Me Elizabeth. (laughs) My army of gingerbread men. (laughs) Uh, November 22nd is Buy Nothing Day. I'm guessing this day is like in preparation for Black Friday. I I don't really know. November 23rd is National Adoption Day. And November 24th is Celebrate Your Unique Talent Day. Oh. As always, you can follow us on social media at holiday underscore moons. On Instagram at holiday moons. You can find us on Facebook by searching holiday moons. We have a page and a Facebook group. And you can contact us at any time by reaching out to holidaymoons at gmail.com. Now, I did want to mention one other thing I forgot in Holiday Happenings, which is that one of my Twitter posts actually went viral last week, and that was the National Candy Corn Day. And that's and in the post, I wrote that some people love it, some people hate it. So the post really took off, and a lot of it was people either weighing in that they loved it or weighing in that they hated it. So it's kind of funny to watch. Um, statistically, th- there's um, been some studies to show that 47% of the general population likes candy corn. 46% don't like candy corn. So it's really, really close and the rest don't care. Yeah. They don't have an opinion. Um, and that really was reflected on that post. So that was kind of funny to watch that take off. Some people actually hate it. <laughs> yeah. And then some people love it. So for Randy. Beth. Sydney. And Cole. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.